Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Friday, November 17th, 2017. This is episode 149. The holidays for the elderly, homeless, and needy. With the big holidays quickly approaching, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, and any others before the end of the calendar year. There are many people around the world very excited about the different plans they're going to be making. What type of food are we going to have for Thanksgiving? What type of gifts am I going to buy? How much money do I have to spend on my gifts? What types of plans am I going to make with family members? People start coordinating their travel plans. We're seeing the day before Thanksgiving as one of the busiest travel days of the year and it seems to get busier and busier each year and I see that there are so many Americans who were well off and comfortable and enjoying themselves but I think that a lot of people have absolutely no comprehension what any of this is like for the elderly, the homeless, and the needy. When I say this, I'm including everyone in those particular groups. Because somehow or another, something has happened. Being elderly is obvious. You're, you're getting older. You're getting up there in age. But there are people who might be in their 60s who are not able. And they need help. And then obviously we have 70, 80, 90 year olds as well. But anyone who's homeless... A lot of people have the wrong read on them. See, there are many people who are homeless who they simply don't have a home because something traumatic has happened in their life. It might be an addiction issue. It could be a loss of a job. It could be a loss of a job and being overqualified to find a new one. Now we know that there are people in the system who abuse the system. They're taking advantage of our tax dollars. 
but there are a lot of good people out there. Good, honest, hardworking people. People who deserve many more breaks than any of us get on a daily basis. And when you get down to the heart of matter, for those who are elderly and homeless and needy, they need two main things. Obviously, the third being money, but that goes without saying. We are all more comfortable when we have those financial means. But no, the two things that those groups need, they need conversation and they need to know that there's hope. The conversation's important because people who have no friends, people who have no one to talk to, people who have no one who understands them or is willing to listen to them, they don't do well. They become angry, they become bitter, they become withdrawn, very isolated, and it's unfortunate. But this happens a lot. People being bitter pills because things have happened along the way to cause those situations. And quite frankly, it's tough to blame them. But if you don't have hope, what do you really have? You know, if you have a comfortable job, nice place to live, things are going well for you, you add hope somewhere along the way for a better life. And that's the exception, with the exception being people that are straight out born into money. And the sad thing is that unless you have experienced any of those three, which we really can't include elderly because unless you've, you're on hard times and you're up there in age, that really can't count. There have been there are plenty of people in this world who have either been homeless or have been needy. And I like to use the word needy instead of poor. Because there are plenty of poor people in this world. I don't have an ounce of sympathy for them. I don't have any ounce of sympathy for a poor person who makes absolutely zero effort to try to be productive in our society, to try to get a job. Or ones who absolutely abuse the system by finding money in very scrupulous ways, yet 
they'll be at the checkout line with shoes that are $500, a pocketbook that's $300, and they're paying with food stamps. Yeah, it's real. That happens. And it happens a lot more than you may realize. So I don't ever like to say poor because there are plenty of people who are classified as being poor and they're anything but. And then there are poor people who have put themselves into their situation by tons of bad decisions and they haven't learned. And it's time to buck up and understand what this life is all about. You need to work hard and hopefully by doing so, things will fall into place. But people who are needy are people who really are truly trying to do their best. Some of them may be uneducated. Some of them may be undereducated. Some of them, to be fair, may not be the brightest. But it doesn't make them bad people. In recent years, I have worked with all three of these groups. With the elderly, well, I have conversations. I could have a conversation with a lamppost. I always go out of my way to talk to people who are much older than me because a lot of them are lonely. A lot of them don't have anyone to talk to. No one's interested in speaking to them. Their family may not reach out to them as often as they would like. And I like to have conversations with them. I like to recognize them for who they are and appreciate what they do or what they've done over the course of their lives. And when it comes to the homeless, I try to have conversations with them, but make sure to ensure that they have their dignity kept intact. Because nobody wants to be stripped of that. No one wants to feel worthless. And with the needy, I simply give. I'm not okay with children who suffer because of the financial situations of their families. And more than ever, I do everything I can to help them. I am of the belief for all three of these things that sending a check to any organization is never and will never be enough. You need to live it. You need to experience it. You need to see it. 
You need to see someone living in squalor. Someone who's ashamed to show you where they live. Or maybe they're not. Maybe it's a home that is filled with love. But they just don't have much money. Maybe it's a home filled with a lot of anger because there's not much money. But when people have hope and they have the ability to dream, that's powerful. When you explain to someone that they're a spectacular person, it's really, really hard for them to respond and negatively say to you, no, I'm not, or act like they don't appreciate it at all. They do. A lot of times, their response is negative because everything that's been said to them over the course of their life is negative. But this is another situation. Three different groups of people who are completely and absolutely misunderstood by our society. And it goes back, I mean, clear as a bell. It goes right back to my previous podcast episode, The Selfishness of Our Country. People wasting their money on nonsense, on ridiculousness. Think what you can do with your money. Think in ways that you can be original. If you were to do something as simple, as basic, as go to a place and buy a dozen donuts and simply hand them out to 12 complete strangers on the street in an area where you know there's poverty. Think about what you just did. Because someone, someone is going to say, I have confidence and faith in humanity. It gives them hope. It gives them a reason to believe that things may actually change for them. Because that donut represents so much more. And what a small, insignificant gesture it is. I always think of it this way. When you go to a bar, the amount that you would pay for almost any drink especially if you're going to be there for a while. Think about if you just took one night and instead of going to the bar and paying prices that are 500% what 
the actual value is of the alcohol. Drink at home for one night and instead take that money you would have spent at the bar and do something good for one of these groups of people. Better yet, take your bar conversation, which, let's be honest about it, you're not going to have too many conversations in bars that are going to change the world. You might be able to air out about a few things, but they're not going to really change the world, and they're not really going to change anybody's life. But it happens when you decide to chat with someone in a nursing home or go to a homeless shelter and simply talk to anyone. I dare you. I challenge you. Do you have the courage to do that? Or are you so entrenched in your own life with whatever it is that's going on that you can't do that? You have a family, you say? Bring your family. What better gift, what better form of education can you provide for your kids than for them to see this is what we do for people that are less fortunate than us? You need to see this. You need to learn about it. And you step away from the iPad and you bring your nine-year-old to a homeless shelter, to a soup kitchen, to a nursing home, to some type of environment where people have less. One of the most powerful things that can occur in the world is when an elderly individual can speak to a child. It is pure magic. It's a powerful, powerful connection which occurs between young and old. Something that cannot be duplicated in any way, shape, or form with any adult of any age with someone who's older. When it comes from a child, it's very special. So as I have with many podcast episodes... I do challenge you and I do dare you to consider any of these three groups and think about what their holidays are like and think about the type of difference that you could possibly make. It only takes one person. If everybody in the world did this for just one person who would be in this situation, our world would be much, much better. And the anger would go away. The question is, who even took the time to listen to this episode and is willing to make a change for the better?